So I was a freshman at Sheridan Hills Christian School many, many, many years ago. And I had gotten used to the idea of uniforms. Um, the title of our episode today is The Benefits of Uniformity in School Uniforms. And so here I was as a ninth grader getting used to uniforms, but I was in a rock band. I was a guitar player. I had delusions of grandeur. And so what did I do? Like every wannabe rocker in the 80s and 90s, I let my hair grow very long. And there are, um, my guests are laughing even at the thought of that. Um, and so uh, although I was here, I was a new student at Sheridan Hills Christian School, the school that I'm now headmaster. And, um, and here I was, uh, I had never met the principal. And next thing you know, I'm pulled out of class. And I'm wondering who this short, very authoritative woman was. And I very quickly realized from her voice, her distinct voice, that this was the principal. And she said, Eric, very nice to meet you. Your hair is too long. You are not in uniform. And I said, yes, ma'am. How long do I have to cut this? You know, she said, okay, you have three days. I went home. I stewed. I was angry. This was going to mess up my expression, my individuality. No record label was going to sign me with short hair. Forget about the fact that I had no talent. That would be a more realistic reason I wasn't going to get signed. Um, but it was my hair. That, in my immaturity, that's all I thought was I was never going to be cool in a rock band ever again, as if I ever was. Um, but anyway, this is just one of the many conflicts we've dealt with over the years when it comes to school uniforms and uniform standards, whether it's hair or clothing, shoes and things, belts and things like that. So we want to talk about that today. Again, the benefits of uniformity in school uniforms. I'm Eric Spee, the headmaster. I'm joined by Christy Chipman, our head of upper school, and Kelly Hill, our director of classical education here at our, at our school. So Christy, I'm going to start with you. What does a basic school uniform look like at our school? Okay, I'm trying to figure out how to describe this without sounding boring. Um, <laughs> Which yeah. is kind of the point. <laughs> yeah, so... I would say, you know, our uniform, uh, our kids wear the polo. There's a couple colors they can pick from, white, black, and red. We have the, the house hoodies uh, in the different colors, which the kids really like. Um, and then they can wear shorts or pants, and we have a uniform skirt. So, um, and they have to wear a belt. They have to wear their badge. Um, and we do have rules about hair and piercings and tattoos. And just for the record, they can wear tennis shoes. They just can't wear like open-toed shoes or things like that. Correct. Right, so yeah. they can wear tennis shoes. Because some schools require loafers or you know some sort of dress shoes that are required. So we do not have that here. They can wear tennis shoes. Just And uh, socks of their choice. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Which our students have made kind interesting fun. choices, yeah. fun choices with that. Um, so again, not necessarily how every school does it, but there's a typical plan in place. Um, you know, and, and the ladies can wear pants or skirts. There's different, you know, options there. Um, and we have dress down days. Uh, upper school on Fridays can wear a T-shirt that is school or church related um, or from our church. So, you know, there's there's still a basic look that when you see our student out on the street in their uniform, you think that's a student from Sharon Hills Christian School. Um, so, you know, Kelly, uh, you're a, not only work at the school, but you're a parent, a mother of four. Right. All four have either attended our school or have graduated. Two have graduated from our school. Right. Um, what are some of the cons, some of the challenges of school uniforms from a parent perspective or that you've heard from your children? Sure. So the initial cost is definitely, um, it's a heavy weight at the beginning. However, it's a 
for us, it was an initial cost with very little to spend later, even over many years. And so we did have that. I mean, buying new uniforms for four kids is a lot of money. Buying new uniforms for even one kid is a lot of money. Um, I did not buy five days worth of uniforms. We do laundry very often with a large family. And so I just got exactly what we could get away with. And I haven't even felt the need to add to it, except when someone might outgrow something. But oh, and, even and our, your children tend to grow more than most children. <laughs> yeah. I mean, let's be honest. You have some That's tall true. kids, boys and girls. Yes. So my son outgrows his about every three to six months. Um, and he's slowing down now at six foot two, I think he is now. But my girls have really loved our skirt. It's a skirt with very soft, stretchy shorts underneath. And we have never replaced those. They stretch and have adjustable waist. And they we just bought them long enough at the beginning that they've kind of grown with them. And then some inside of our family hand-me-downs. And then um, we have also been the benefactor, uh, what would you say, benefactors, I guess? Recipient, maybe. We've been there. We've passed clothes along and we've received clothes from other families. And so that's helped to keep the cost low. But definitely cost could be an issue. And and our school has a recycle shop. Most private schools have a recycle shop or something like that where you can buy used uniforms that at a reduced price. And and my children have largely worn those until they they got too big in some cases. So uh, that's definitely something that parents should consider at our school or any other similar school. Mm-hmm. I, I think I want to acknowledge too, since you know I had a daughter who has graduated now, but her struggle was finding uniform pants that she liked. And mm. I know she's not the only one. I hear that a lot. Yeah. You know, girls come in a lot of different shapes and sizes than boys. I mean, I know boys do too, but girls especially um, so I know that that can be a challenge mm-hmm. for the girls to find the fit that they like in the pants. So. Yeah. And that they feel comfortable, not just comfortable in their fit and not the, you know, but comfortable, like I feel like me. So mm-hmm. that could be a little bit of a challenge. Um, another con that we hear from students and I can understand where they're coming from, um, that there's a lack of ability to express themselves like you with the long hair when mm-hmm. you wanted to be in a rock band or you were in a rock band, mm-hmm. I guess. Um, <clears throat> so this lack of being able to express yourself does mean that you can't really tell necessarily who has more money and who has less money. And maybe someone wants to look like they have more money and they can't. Um, you can't really express yourself with elaborate piercings or, um, you, you know, I think... There's some tattoos out there, but we don't see them. They cannot be shown. And so the very things that make a student want to stand out and differentiate themselves, we don't allow. Well, I think I think that goes from one of the cons to the next question, which is one of the, some of the pros. And I would tell you that I, going back on what you just said, Kelly, like I came from a humble background. My family did not have a ton of money. My mother had to work at one point three jobs just to send me here. And at the same time, I still needed a scholarship. So uh, it was not easy to come to to Sharon Hills and afford the tuition back then. Um, and so it was tough. And yet having uniforms, you know, my friends who did have cars and have money and, and all these things, it, for me, a big pro of it was I didn't, like you're saying, I didn't feel that pressure. Um, I did not have to compete with my friends who could afford, you know, big money items and, and big ticket items. Um, I, I just wore my uniforms every day. Matter of fact, my my June end of my junior year, going into my senior year, I fell somewhere here on campus and I ripped the knee part of my uh, pants, uh, my khaki pants, 
And I only had two pairs, and my grandmother sewed a patch on it for me, and so it would match. And I kept wearing it. My mom's like, "Oh, do you want me to buy you something else?" And I'm like, "Why would you buy me something else? Mm-hmm. You know, put it towards something important." I at school, I don't care what I look like. Um, and so, yes, that one of the pros is simply that we aren't competing with name brands. We aren't dealing with that um, social pressure as much. And I would also argue, like, and it's probably again another podcast for another time. These students who say, I want to express myself by how I look, by how I dress, by um, provocative means, or it doesn't even have to be inappropriate, just just sort of big, uh, gaudy ways of looking. You know, we do want our students to stand out. We are not trying to make them uniform in spirit or in talent, but I'd rather their talent and their spirit come out of what they say and how they act uh, according to Christ's model versus how they look. Um, I go back to, and I know the history teacher in me is coming out, but you know, the sixth century when uh, Constantine and his wife Theodora in the, in the Byzantine Empire, there was a riot by two groups. One wore blue and one wore green. And these groups hated each other and then eventually turned on the king. And it was so how you look dictated which side of the fence you were on. You know, maybe, maybe we, it shouldn't matter what we look like. Maybe our, our diversity should come out of what God made us. The, individ- the great the talents he gave one mm-hmm. person, he, he gave, didn't give another, and, and vice versa. And, and therefore, we shouldn't be um, distracted by, by all the sort of outside look, right? I agree. And I, I think also <coughs> some of the pros about um, a uniform that maybe you don't realize when you're young, I know I didn't, is that how you dress can affect the way you feel, mm-hmm. right? If I'm going to go to the beach on my day off, I'm going to wear shorts and flip-flops, and I'm going to be in a relaxed mood, right? I'm not going to worry about anything. But if I'm coming to work, I'm not going to come in shorts and flip-flops because it's going to affect my work ethic, my mentality for the day. Um, So there is a point to a dress code. And a lot of professions have one, have a dress code. And we want to be professional. You know, the teachers dress professionally around our students. And students, we want them to come in ready to to learn, to know that they're at school in that environment. And I think a uniform does set you up for that at the beginning of the day. If you associate that uniform with work, the schoolwork, okay, I got my uniform on, time to get to work. Right, right. One less thing to worry about in the morning, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and we, you know, not being able to follow the trends, kids could see that as a con, mm-hmm. but not having to follow the trends is really a pro to me. So that uniform can last for years. You're not respending money to try and chase a trend. And you, it really takes that weight off of the middle schooler's mind. Do I fit? Well, yes, you definitely do fit here, at least, you know, in that exterior way. And so I think it relieves a lot of the things that kids naturally go through wondering, am I like everyone else? Do I fit everyone else? Do I have what she has? Do I have what he has? At least at the clothing level, we give a little bit of even playing ground. Mm-hmm. And they they don't have to chase after yeah. the trend. Well, and I think if you've been to a school that doesn't have a dress code, it gives you a whole new appreciation for one. The, the first school that I taught at was a public alternative school. And, and I loved it there. I loved the kids. But it was definitely a struggle. Um it was a distraction to each other, their, their, the way they would dress. And I, I won't go into it on this podcast, mm-hmm. but I mean, some of the choices that were made were just absolutely horrific. 
And I'm sure none of our kids would do that. But if you have no dress code, no boundaries, no rules with that, where, where do you draw the line? Mm-hmm. So we definitely need to have some kind of dress code to make right. it. And know. even um, not as an insult to young people, who they think they are isn't fully developed yet. They're really still growing and changing. And that, um, that burden of trying to say who I am and express myself, we're, we're taking that off of them and we're buying them time to figure that out in a real way, not in just a superficial way. Um, and I remember um, I also taught in a public school uh, years ago, and it's not about it being public school. This is about being free to wear whatever you want. And I would actually see students, um, young ladies in particular, who I could tell did not feel comfortable in what they were wearing. And people around them also didn't feel very comfortable with what they were wearing. And it's not like it brought them joy or anything. It was just this fishing for who am I? How do I get attention? What kind of attention? Um, And so I feel like we're doing a service to our kids by taking that off of them. And we're saying, we decide for you on this. We're going to give you more time to mature. And then you have time to express yourself. Of course, they also wear what they want on the weekends and that's a discussion they have at home with their parents. Yeah, but it could make us the bad guys, and that's yeah. fine. We can accept that role so long as we're helping the kids. Um, they haven't quite got it yet. Also, I think about going on what you're saying, the discipline of that, like the distracting clothing. It is. It must be very difficult to make proper discipline policies about unif- uh, clothing, student clothing, when there isn't a uniform standard. Right. I, I, I understand public schools have a different world, and I understand even some private schools decide to go in a different direction. And if that's where they want to go, that's awesome. God bless them. Uh, I just think of the administrative nightmare of having to tell somebody that doesn't look good or that's not appropriate, and and then all of a sudden we're like, well, why is that and not this person? You know what? Let's just, like you said, cut that out. Let's take that entire scenario out and just say this is what we're supposed to look like. And again, that's one less obstacle to learning. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, we do have you know, parents who are listening to this, possibly our students and, and outsiders. You know, Christy, what messages would you have to uh, parents and students at our school or, or even out there regarding school uniforms? What would you, if they were all sitting right now in this room, what would you want to tell them about uniforms? Yeah, I think one of the big things um, for me is to make sure kids really understand that there's a difference between school rules and moral laws or however you want to put that. And it's important for kids to understand, like if we tell you your skirt is too short, that doesn't mean we're saying you're not a Christian or you're not a good Christian. It's just, we have a rule on how long the skirts can be. There is a reason for that. Um, But we're not passing a judgment on what kind of, you know, Christian these kids are or where they are spiritually. If they, if they have a tattoo on their ankle, like that's, you know, between mom and, and dad and their decision on if they would allow that with their child. But for kids to understand that it's our school rule and it's our uniform, but it's not, um, we're not trying to say that that's has to do with their, their, who they are, who they are. I mean, it it can, I think it can go there, but that's not the main reason. We'd Um, like to think we have rules, 
uh, that, that something that we'd consider a biblical standard, we have rules for those. Right. But we have rules that are not biblical standards. Right. And that's fine. Exactly. They're just school rules. Right. So, you know, it's again, like you're, I think we're saying, we're yeah. not saying you're a bad person. That's, right. If, if you, you want to grow you know. your hair long over the summer, guys, that's, you know, have fun with that. Yeah. If girls want to go put a blue streak in their hair, have fun. You know, we're not in saying the summer. That, <laughs> in the summer, you know, it's just not uniform for school. One thing, um, one thing I would add is just discipline wise, it, it makes it easier for us to decide once and then just uphold that decision. Mm -hmm. And so we do that with our merit and demerit system, um, which we talk about in another podcast. But it's basically making decisions about discipline on the front end. Then you're not making an individual judgment with this individual kid. It's a decision that's just made objectively. Mm -hmm. And then we all uphold it consistently. It's the same with uniforms. It's been decided once. This will be the standard, and now we just consistently, as we can, uphold that standard. And it removes a lot of emotional decision-making. And, you know, like you said, we don't want to have that conversation with students and say, you know, that's too short or that's too tight because we just don't want to have that with you. And so we make a set rule with no emotion behind the rule, and then we uphold it yeah. and point back at the rule. Yeah, and I think the skirts are hard. I think that's one yeah. thing I would want to address too, and just say to parents and students if they're listening, like we we never intend to pick on on one student or or pick right. on somebody about their skirt. But the skirts are hard because they might fit in seventh grade, but by ninth grade they may still fit around, but they're too short, and so that can be a battle. And it's hard to find that clear line of when did it become too short. Um, so we really appreciate our parents when they cooperate with that. And those, those skirts can get short and they're going up and down the stairs. We have to be especially careful with those. Um, so the skirts, we just have to, we're really pushing for those to be longer, the longer skirt for that reason. Um, and that's another reason why, and I know this is more for our school and anybody who's listening outside, you know, we, we had a uniform provider and we said every bottom has to be whether for boys and girls has to come from that uniform provider. Yeah. Um, that's actually, people have said to me, Oh, you changed that rule this year. And that actually, that rule was there before the pandemic. Um, what happened was, and we're recording this in the fall of 2023, but um, the pandemic cut off the store's ability to fill their inventory. So therefore we allowed for several years people to wear bottoms that were similar, mm -hmm. but not from that direct company. Well, it, it, it's like anything, it took just a couple of years for it to get, uh, actually maybe it's a good thing. Uh, it's a good testament to our school that actually took a couple of years for it to get really bad, where people mm -hmm. were wearing things that have nothing to do with our uh, uniform standards. And with their inventory improving, we're able to say this year you have to get those bottoms. And 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 you know I, I'm a parent. I've had to deal with it. It's been um, sometimes challenging to get that done. But again, it's all to accomplish these goals mm -hmm. of proper discipline, proper focus on school, and less distraction. Mm -hmm. One other thing I would add, if we were talking with parents about this, we so Mrs. Chipman, Mr. Spee, and I, we all. Um, we have administrative roles, but we also teach in the upper school. Our little ones in the lower school and then even the preschool also have uniform roles. Mm -hmm. So in our lower school, which is kindergarten through sixth grade, um, the littlest girls can wear little jumper dresses. They're so cute. I really cute. I, I love, love their little dresses with their little Peter Pan collared mm -hmm. little white shirts underneath. And um, so they're very age appropriate little dresses. And they're in the same fabric, the same plaid as our big girls who wear the skirts. Um, and then also our lower school can wear the school polos. They have a crest embroidered on there for our school in all the same colors and they can wear the shorts or the 
pants just like the big kids as well. Our little preschoolers have a little bit, um, uh, they still dress in planned clothing, but sometimes there's involved t-shirts and softer items for little preschoolers. Oftentimes they don't go home in the same clothes that yeah, they came to school true. with because they have Say accidents. No that's true. And then for lower school, um, we do like them to wear belts and we would love for them to tuck their shirts in at the moment. We allow them to have their shirts untucked and they have little elastic waistbands for rush to the bathroom trips for little ones and things like that. Um, and then as they get older, we start to increase the expectation shirts tucked in wearing a belt. If you have belt loops mm -hmm. and so forth. Yeah. And as someone who has been on trips with our students and traveled with them, gone places, um, people notice that the kids are different. They notice, um, we took a group to Tennessee last year, zip lining, and the guy that traveled with us and did all of the zip lining with us, he said, I, he's like, I've never seen a group of kids like that before. Mm -hmm. They're respectful. They, the way they treat people, the words that come out of their mouth, he's like, it's, it's different. He, yeah. You know, they can tell. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's what we want to teach our kids in the way that they dress and the way that they speak and the way that they act. We're, we're image bearers of Christ and what we wear does say something and we need to be careful what that something is saying. It's not about glorifying ourselves and drawing attention mm -hmm. to ourselves, mm -hmm. which I think when we're young, we're tempted to do. Um, but we want to draw people's attention to the Lord. Yeah. And, and our kids aren't perfect and we, and we're not perfect and we make right. mistakes, but there is, there is value in, as we said in the other podcast about the demerits, majoring on the minors sometimes because it allows us to do some exciting things because we're not worried about, we're not as worried of their poor choices on a trip or right. to Tennessee or something like that, because we know we've, we, it, they've already shown a pattern of obedience and, and respect for the Lord and for our rules. And, and that's great. Now, you know what, because of that, we can do some more exciting things. We can mm -hmm. do more, you know, we've got an exciting mission trip this summer, uh, to Germany. You know, it's really exciting because we can, we, we have so many great kids. And again, none of us are perfect. None of our kids are perfect. If you see one of our kids out in public making mistakes, hey, we're all that way, okay? If you see me out there, we're, we're all sinners who need Jesus. But um, this has been a, Uniforms has been an instrumental uh, tool in helping our students grow. Well, again, thank you, Christy and Kelly, for coming on the show. Thank you, listeners. I, I will end by saying this. You know, the existence of school uniforms is not always popular. Um, however, if we use it as a discussion with children, with your children at home, with our children when they're with children when they're in our school, and we do it in the correct context, context, perhaps they will eventually understand. And it's a great sign of maturity in your child when they can grow up and look at you and say, "I understand this rule, even if I don't like it." Mm -hmm. So with that, again, thank you listeners, and until next time, seek what is good, true and beautiful. Thank you for joining us. The opinions expressed on this program are that of the hosts and the guests. The podcast is produced by Alex Halpert. Sheridan Hills Christian School is a ministry of Sheridan Hills Baptist Church.